Hello, mate. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. How you doing? Yeah, all right. Um, actually, like relatively, relatively hungover today. I have to admit, I um, went to an event with uh, Harry Peel. I haven't actually mentioned Harry Peel before. I've told you about told you about Mr. Beebe in quite a lot of detail, but yeah. It was actually, I was down the pub last night. I'm, I'd say I'm like a kind of combination of <clears throat> hungover and post-conflict because, well, basically, me and Harry Peel, so we're, we're at the pub at the pub last night. He likes an IPA. We went to an event together. So he's there. That is, like Mr. BB, he's a big fan of these strong drinks. He's a bit of a... That is sort of sugary little watering hole down in Copenhagen, and anyway, we're together, and we were discussing because it's basically we're in uh, cancer season at the moment, which is essentially you know the period of the people with the star sign cancer, and both both me and Harry Peel are are cancers, and last year we sort of came to the conclusion that we would, instead of... Because we both talked about how relevant, we're relatively introverted characters, basically. And we thought that what we'd rather do, instead of instead of having your own birthday party, it might be quite a nice idea to share your birthday with someone with the same star sign. And that way you sort of avoid all the attention being on you and you get to have fun at the same time. So so last year we invented a sort of festival called Crab Fest. And that Crab Fest festival is you're only, you're only allowed to invite fellow cancers, basically. It's a very short, it's actually a very small festival. There aren't, there aren't that many... There aren't that many guests involved or anything. But anyway, me and Harry Peel. So last year we had Crab Fest, and it was just called... We, we didn't know if to call it Cancer Fest or Crab Fest, and we ended up... That was just Crab Fest 22. But then last night we... I mean, because we're in cancer season, he's already had his birthday. That was actually why we were out last night. And mine is, mine is coming up, and in the, in the middle somewhere we have to fit in... Crabfest 23, and the reason we had a minor conflict, we both had a couple of IPAs, and we had, because the thing is, I I wanted to call Crabfest 23, so Crabfest 23, and then almost like subtitle, absolutely crabulous, that's what I wanted to call it, and then, basically, the conflict came, because Harry Peel didn't like that and he because he'd he wanted to call it I fought the claw and the claw won and then I don't know I thought it was a bit long-winded to be honest and I've, I thought it may be <clears throat> another one I came up with last year was crust nation and I thought that could have been I think mine are pretty you know it's always it's a bit like me and Mr. Beebe with the with the beer naming you know like I feel like I'm constantly sort of Entertaining, but humouring people, in a way, with their puns. And then, anyway, I don't know. So he's banging on about how it has to be called. I fought the claw, and I think, 
I think it might be a real sort of troubled troubled waters for Crabfest, to be honest. Like, I'm starting to wonder whether it's actually going to happen this year. There's only a couple of guests anyway, to be honest. Um, actually, are you, are you a cancer? Are you, are you a cancer? Uh, yeah, funnily enough, I am, yeah. All right. Well, um, I know we don't really know each other very well, but... Um, I'm, pre- I'm pretty busy the next few days, just so you know. All right. Fair enough. How about um, in a week and a half? Uh, pretty, still pretty busy. Next month is actually pretty uh, blocked out. Um, All right, fair enough. It's your loss, really. It's your loss. Um, it might not happen anyway. It's all going. Yeah, it's all been, gone a bit awry with Peel. Only know one over cancer actually. It's my friend Tennis Tobias, and yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. We'll see. We'll see what what actually happens. It'll probably just be me and Peel again. But. Um, yeah, so now I have, to, I have this sort of post-conflict. I'm also like a tiny bit, tiny bit hungover, and <clears throat> I mean, when I, after a few drinks, like a lot of people, my sleep really suffers, and I've really been, I've been trying to what I like to call sanitize the bedroom, technologically sanitize the bedroom recently, and that's because over the last few years, I've sort of got into the habit of only being able to sleep if I've got an open laptop in front of me playing whatever like just as long as something is playing then I'm able to get myself to sleep you know yeah it used to be well wholesome I used to be able to used to be able to read myself to sleep with used to have this nice little lavender lavender scented I don't know what you call it scented uh, not a candle but one of those scented things you buy from Muji and um it all used to be very wholesome, and these days it's just me in front of some sort of awful Netflix documentary. And, yeah, anyway. So I've decided a while ago, OK, I've got to technologically sanitise the bedroom, which essentially means I need to get the laptop out of the bed <clears throat> and go to sleep in a, in a nice and more natural way. And I did this after... I don't know if you've seen... Yeah, there's scientists very good-looking scientist named Andrew Huberman and he's got this Huberman lab thing and essentially I think he's just made, he's just making money off the fact that he looks so healthy and he probably would look so healthy if he, even if he didn't do the endless list of things that he does do to be more healthy which one of them is sleep hygiene but honestly you go on his go on his Huberman lab and there's not one aspect of human behavior for that man has not covered that you can sort of optimise, you know, sort of like you can't <clears throat> you gotta you know, you're not allowed to have a coffee before you've been awake for two hours and been for a run and had three pints of water in the list really, yeah, is endless and I think after watching Huberman in listening to Huberman for quite a while. I mean, it made me feel very guilty, the state of my sort of... many aspects of my life, but sleep hygiene particularly, and I thought, lying in bed with my little laptop, trying to drift off, and it's sort of in the back of my mind, it's like, if Huberman could see me now, how disappointed would he be? And I think that's how his psych... Like this, that's how his whole model works, to be honest. I think there's so many modern... <clears throat> Everyone's so individualistic nowadays. It's all about... 
how you can optimise your life as much as possible. You're not allowed to relax. There's just one constant... It's like one constant stream of optimization. I mean, I've got a mate... I won't, I won't mention his name. He's actually... He's, he's, got, he's quite a successful man. He's uh, always doing business things. He's a proper proper businessman, not like... Not like how it's going over here with the pale snail, but, like, every time he comes to visit me, he's managed to... He's got some new way of having optimised his life, and he has to try and pass it on to you. So last time... No, no, the time before last, he comes up and he's got his little... opens his laptop up, and I notice that it's slightly elevated. It's an elevated laptop, and I was like, what's going on there? He's got this product called a Moft... And this moft allows you to elevate your laptop up in the air so it's slightly better for your posture. And then he was saying, oh, my, I stand up straight ever since I bought my moft, holding his laptop aloft with his moft. And he, yeah. And then last time he came to visit me, he was obsessed with digestive walks. So apparently now, now you're not allowed to... Every time you get any sort of window of opportunity to relax at work during the working day or after eating or something, you have to go on a very fast-paced walk around the block, clearing your mind before you go back to work. And I just want to, I don't know, I just want to sit around and have a coffee or something. I just don't want to be constantly... And this sort of psychology, this is what makes Huberman so bloody successful, is just making people constantly guilty for not, living the absolute perfect life. Anyway, so, back to my... So, um, it starts off, I've got to get the laptop out of the bed, got to no, sanitise the bedroom technologically, and then, well, well, I ended up... First of all, I tried to read to go to sleep. Losing game, it's over now. I've gone, whatever's happened to my inner peace and attention span, there's no way I'm able to do that anymore. So what happened was... I gravitated towards the sofa. I've got a sofa in my room. It's quite a big room. And I'm on the sofa where I am then allowed to watch things on my laptop. And essentially, I pulled the table so close to where my head is on the sofa that I'm essentially about five millimetres away from the computer as I am in the bed normally. And then... But then what happened? Originally, I was sort of falling asleep on the sofa until and, and then I'd and then I'd return to the bed having fallen asleep but then I worked out that essentially I could just fall asleep on the sofa and just stay there all night and therefore I'm allowed to sleep all night with the with the laptop and I feel comfortable again so essentially I sort of found a way around it but then the only problem is I don't really actually sleep in my own bed anymore it's just a sort of empty vessel across the room while I sleep on this tiny little tiny little sofa. Anyway, so that was a very long-winded way of me just saying I'm generally knackered and for a lot of reasons Huberman would be very disappointed with me but I don't find his life particularly relaxing anyway so, you know, fuck off Huberman, that's what I say. Yeah. But I reckon I'll... um, it's enough about me this week, I think. Uh, go for a little... Go, let's change off to the, to the uh, manifesto. 
The Amazon packages sit by the door like a cairn of modernity. The totem pole-like ventilator looks like R2-D2 going through puberty. It sits behind me, tepidly blowing out air. Modern life seems fucked, and startup culture preys on the weak. I'm sitting in a small room while the boss gives his introduction speech. He explains how he doesn't want any brilliant assholes in the company. It's suitable, really. He's not a brilliant asshole. He's just an asshole. This is the worst thing about this cultish startup ideology. It's all one big lie, built around using new age ideology to pretend you're not in an exploitative workplace. It's so pernicious. I'd rather just be straight up shafted. I've experienced this working at bars too, having to work extremely hard with a smile on your face and being nice to rude bastards. No one should be obligated to be nice to anybody when they're not nice to them in return. Zizek says the worst thing about modern work is having to pretend to like it. What happened to just getting a job done and doing it well if you're up to it? My own experience melts into everything else. Society is an organism, which I'm just one small part of, a disgruntled part of the whole damn thing. That's what an artist is, surely. Something through which a reflection on society pours through. That's why it's such a sin that society, driven by those who make money or make things work, shuns those whose endowed talent is to reflect on it. Most people with the ability to reflect are shunned because they don't fit into an institution. But that makes perfect sense, seeing as it's not in the interest of those in power to facilitate reflection and creativity. The people I've met who have been the truest to themselves, who have lived according to how they truly feel they should, have usually suffered for it. <laughs>